Welcome to this week's Grooming on the Spectrum podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Stephanie. We are here to discuss how we can better understand the brains we are given. So thank you for joining us on the journey, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Elevation Media Management, the Meditative Groomer Academy, and Positive Approach Coaching. We are happy you are here. Welcome to episode 10, where we are going to be talking about unmasking. You may have heard of this term when considering autism, but we're also going to talk about it in a more generic aspect when concerning really any type of neurodivergence. This is a topic that uh, Stephanie and I both hold dear because we are both kind of going through our own unmasking process. So with that being said, enjoy. Hi, Stephanie. (laughs) How are you doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. So we have got a topic for you guys today. As you've heard, we are going to be discussing unmasking. Um, If your social media feeds are similar to ours, I'm sure you've seen the term unmasking used quite frequently lately. What does Mm -hmm. it mean? But before we delve into that, we must first understand what masking is. What is masking? For you. What is masking for you? So masking... um... It's, I mean, especially for me, yeah. it, w- it has always been a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it is, it's like my, my shield, Your my, my yeah. little protector shield <laughs> masking. It's trying to, it's, it's basically trying to fit into the world as it is mm-hmm. when I'm not supposed to be in that box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so like I can become an entirely different person mm-hmm. um when I am masking and um yeah it's just basically trying to fit in and create that facade on the outside too it's so funny you mentioned that because you're like now guys Stephanie did not read all of my notes I can guarantee it right but what you oh, said oh, oh fuck is- no I did not <laughs> I totally but, just skimmed it I'm like yeah that looks good <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no there, there's words but words are good um I appreciate the vote of confidence there but uh it's funny you say it that way because that's why I went ahead and asked you like what is it for you and you're pretty fucking on the dot with what I found um <laughs> which is that masking is the process of trying to fit into a specific and socially acceptable mold no matter what your natural instincts are most if not all neurodivergent people mask in some way at some point or points in their life the world pushes neurodivergent people to mask so much so that it becomes a part of who they are we spend so much of our time uh, suppressing our natural instincts that the mask becomes part of us Masking brings safety in a lot of situations, like you mentioned. Um, If we live in an environment where it's not safe to stand out or we will not receive support, it's often significantly safer to mask all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you you had that right on on the now again. Yep. Um, (laughs) But of course, like masking while while we kind of joke and we're like, oh yeah, we could be whatever person you want us to be. Um, there are disadvantages to masking, especially if you're doing it uh, a lot or constantly. Um, it can do long-term damage to your identity, self-esteem, self-acceptance, and independence. 
Um, because masking means we're putting up with behaviors and situations we find distressing. We're acting in ways that feel unnatural and we're constantly draining our mental battery so we don't draw attention to ourselves. Like it takes effort to mask. So much effort. If you're not, if you don't wake up with many spoons, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like also, um, and we'll get into it a little bit more in a second about how um, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that trauma response now every time it elevates your adrenal levels and it puts you in fight or flight now if you're constantly getting bombarded by that uh trauma Mm -hmm. you're going Mm -hmm. to constantly be in that trauma response and then as you get older you're going to start having a lot more medical issues because you're going to end up with adrenal fatigue um hence me (laughs) (laughs) and by Um, by you you mean like body issues yeah uh it's the body not functioning as it literally got a referral to mayo the other day even though mayo turned me down because apparently i'm too much um they can go find less (laughs) yeah well they did (laughs) except for in this case i'd rather them like not (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah, like I spent so much of my time masking when I was younger that I literally just burnt my body out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm dealing with the repercussions of that. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because masking causes extreme exhaustion, not only mentally, but physically and emotionally. Yeah. For like everything you've just said, mm-hmm. um, it can bring on anxiety, depression burnout and even suicidal thoughts and behavior Mm -hmm. that really does push you to your limit uh but anyways you you kind of had some foreshadowing there why do we mask yes uh trauma and now i wish i had the trauma 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 trauma. (laughs) like an echo you go trauma 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 (laughs) yes someone splice this (laughs) yes please um make that a sound bite I mean, that's technically something I could probably do, but that's we'll see. Anyways, <laughs> um, so tell us about trauma, trauma, trauma. trauma. <laughs> yes, so so trauma. <laughs> um, and I've talked, I've said this before. Trauma can literally be any like it. Just because you hear of people like with PTSD and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. having these terrible traumas like in the war doesn't mean that your trauma that you had didn't matter. Right. Um, so there's like a lot of different types of trauma. It could be as much as just, you know, as little as just someone making a like one off comment mm-hmm. about something and it just stuck in your head plug for our last episode episode number nine about depression we talked more about this that's what she's referring to okay oh did i did i talk about this oh yeah so i was talking about depression is brought on by the constant traumas we talked about big t little t and why we did those terms Uh, did i tell the story about how uh someone made fun of my my smile once yes okay yes so yeah go back to the last episode to find out about how i was affected by that trauma (laughs) oh um 
but yeah it can just be these tiny little things um and you know a teacher saying you know you're doing something wrong because it's not the way that everybody else does it i have Um, an example for that because you specifically said teacher yeah in kindergarten i got scolded for sneezing too loud (laughs) i now can't sneeze properly yeah like the motion happens it like holds you just automatically hold it in and sometimes i spit but yeah. nothing moves in my nose Weird. my sneezes are like that's it wow because I like push that i i cannot make like i cannot sneeze properly i've tried it's almost like you need to train your your face to, to sneeze properly. Face. <laughs> it's probably not healthy no, um, probably not because it's not doing what a sneeze should, which is to yeah. like clear what's tickling in. Yeah. Um, no, I I had a hard time Trump. in kindergarten. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time in kindergarten uh, learning to tie my shoes uh-huh. um, because they only taught the like one way. And yeah. for some reason, my brain co- just could not get around the like twist and pull through. It just wasn't working. And yeah. and I'd like to point out, I'm 33 now. I can tie my shoes just fucking fine. Um, but the reason that I can tie my shoes just fucking fine is because my kindergarten teacher, instead of traumatizing me like everybody else did yeah. and, you know, telling me I'm, you know, what a loser I am for not being able to tie my shoes as a five-year-old, um, you know, she actually was like, that's okay. We'll just teach you a different way. And she taught me the bunny ears one. Yeah. Um, and then it I did bunny ears till I was probably like 10. Then I finally figured out the other one. I just I just needed that. I think I needed synapses to just kind (laughs) of make it make it a little easy, easier for it to process. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like that's an example of something that could have been very traumatic. Right. Um And it wasn't because someone actually was just like, it's someone okay. took we the just time and realized they, they were a good teacher in 1995. They're teaching to the individual student. In 1995 in Northern Wisconsin, there was a progressive teacher. <laughs> oh, and you know what? You know what? We're about at that point, And that would be a perfect shoe in to listen to a message from one of our sponsors, the Meditative Groomer Academy. <laughs> Do you find yourself with no time to build your social media presence? Or maybe you are just bamboozled by the constantly changing platforms. Elevation Media Management is your answer. They offer cohesive branded marketing on Facebook and Instagram by designing custom templates and posting your branded content in accordance to a social media plan tailored to your business. They also create logos, business cards, flyers, brochures, and more. See more information at www.elevationmediamgmt.com. Even though I realized because I unmuted myself, I could probably just say, and we're back. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. We are on Zoom again, guys. So unfortunately for our YouTube videos or watchers, viewers, there we go, YouTube viewers, 
you'll just get to look at us laughing at each other, but not hear anything because we're on Zoom again to make sure that we can tell if we've been muted because I'm still a little, okay, I'm a lot leery of that happening again. Yeah, it was a little scary. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, and that's why I don't have the pretty background right now. And I'm not like a floating head in a sea of rainbow space because I'd rather have audio for you guys than a pretty background. So, yeah. any homes, we're back. We talked Maybe about we'll be able to figure out was. that situation for YouTube, though. We'll we'll work. On oh it. yes, yes, so. indeed. Um, so we talked about masking, and we never actually specifically said what unmasking was. So we learned about all this masking and unmasking is just learning to be yourself, basically, basically. not um, through the filter of the neurotypical world. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, pulling off the mask. Yeah, and which we have examples. Yes, we do. Um, and I would like to say, like, I don't think there's ever going to be a time and it, it would be great if we could, but I don't yeah. think there's ever going to be a time in our lifetime where any of us can 100% completely unmask. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but there are some instances in which we have to mask. Right. Um, or it's just, it's legitimately going to hurt you or somebody or yeah. hold you back. Um, you know, even safety reasons i mean when i went to florida i took off all of my stickers on my car and yeah. dressed because down otherwise like, would have been like in danger yeah um so like i don't think for any reason like i don't think there's go for many reasons i don't think there's ever going to be a time where we completely 100 percent unmask so a lot yeah. of unmasking is finding the things that you don't have to unmask anymore and allowing yeah. those to be unmasked and yeah. you can still keep whatever mask you feel necessary right and so it's finding that in between it mm -hmm. will get it gets a little um like difficult sometimes because you know you might unmask a little too far and then you have to pull back and you know yeah yeah it's a learning experience but that's okay and we will so. talk more about how um like tips for unmasking later on we're gonna now we're basically just like how do we do this because this is such a big thing yeah um so let's go um, through some of the examples yeah. of unmasking. I, I just want to i did oh. want to want to say one thing yeah, yeah so imagine unmasking not so much as like taking the mask off so much as that mask has been not only has that mask been glued on but like you have like six of 60 of them on top of that uh. and you have to slowly start peeling it off yeah <laughs> layer and, by layer like an onion yeah and like some of it you might be like hey i actually kind of like that that way so i'm gonna leave that you know oh, yeah um yeah, yeah and so just remember it's a process yes, yes. <laughs> i just feel like we need to let make sure everybody realize that it's it's not it's not instantaneous you don't just oh, want yeah, to wake no. up one and... day and go i'm unmasked now <laughs> No, the last section goes through some really good steps. Um, but first, like more about like what is unmasking. So let's do some of the examples. So so what are some of the things that you've done or we can go through the list or both? Um, well, actually, 
some of the things that I've done, one of them is right at the top of our list, which is I, that's what I was thinking of. Public. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is one thing that took me a really long time to realize I was like, I didn't realize I was even masking how much stimming I was doing. Yeah. Until I started to unmask it. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I do a lot of stimming. Yeah. Um, so like, You'll probably see, like, if I ever, if anybody ever sees me at shows, I I do the, this, like, yeah. wagging, like, shaking my hands a lot. Usually yeah. it's more down at my, like, at chest level, not right. up at my head. Right. <laughs> but, like, but I for, shake For sake of the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all of the people who are watching and not listening on YouTube, <laughs> you just watch my hands wiggle. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I do that a lot. Um, Just it, like, I just need to kind of get it out you know yeah (laughs) um so like that was one that was a big one for me and I it was really scary to start allowing it right but not only have I not been noticed by strangers but even like my husband I mentioned it to him one day and he was like huh I didn't even realize that you had started doing it it had yeah, just become like a thing that he just I did and it didn't bother him you know because like the people that care don't care yeah and that's yeah. like all of my friends like and strangers really don't care as much about you as you think they might oh God. yeah like I've I don't even get looks yeah everybody's so like in their own fucking world mm-hmm. and like I know that there are people who are paying attention to me and yeah you know, at this point, I kind of feel like it's when when I ac- I accidentally am un- undressing in, in front of an open window in my own home. And it's like, well, it was your fault for looking like, yeah, don't look. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> like, if you didn't want to see it, then you shouldn't look like I don't know what you want me to do. I'm in my house. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, if people don't want to see me stimming, then don't look. And right. I haven't had any problems. I am prepared for if somebody does say something yeah where yeah. I can just be like just don't look at me <laughs> I'll be like sorry you feel that way but yeah. not sorry for doing it yeah so what about clothing <clears throat> these next two talk about clothing so wearing clothes that feel comfortable and wearing clothes that incorporate special interests or colors you enjoy not just what's considered fashionable yes this one actually I recently had a like kind of a breakthrough actually tell us um I so I have been on a mission to find fucking clothes that were comfortable and I thought I looked cute in and it has been a rough road finally found like I'm finally on like the right track and like for the most part I get all of my clothes from me undies because they're super comfy yeah um and like I even was able to find figure out like dress some dress clothes now mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I can wear. Um, it took a while. I may have looked like hot garbage for a while there. Um, but in the spring, I went through my closet and threw away anything I haven't worn in the last uh, six months. Yeah. And it was a lot of stuff. And yeah. it really narrowed down my closet, but I was just like, wow, I I hated wearing these clothes. And yeah. there was I kept buying them 
because I kept trying to find clothes that I liked right. and then right. I was I hated it and I always ended up going back to the same fucking outfit every time <laughs> and now I just kind of gave in and I'm like I'm just gonna wear the same outfit all all the time and I have right. basically my uniform that I wear all the time <laughs> <laughs> and then I like I like the second part not only the comfortable because also too so I have uh this pair of shorts that doesn't quite fit me and it makes me uncomfortable and instead of worrying about oh I need to lose 10 pounds to fit these shorts my mission now is to find a larger pair of shorts yeah because the body doesn't need to fit the clothes the clothes need to fit the body yeah um and I just I don't like how I feel in it and it presses on my stomach a little too much which is I mean uncomfortable I feel like normally let alone like I don't like I don't get pain but I just don't like things pressing over any of like my old incisions or anything like that yeah. or even just pressing into my stomach is uncomfortable yeah um, I have to most hoodies I I have to cut like the neck because mm. I had my thyroid surgery so oh. I have the scar like right here yeah and it's uncomfortable and you can't see it which is kind of cool but yeah. like um I can't stand like most hoodies right um right in fact, the Minnesota one that I got I the other day I had to cut it. I'm like, yeah, I love the sweatshirt so much. I'm going to go <laughs> cut it open. And so it's I did. Superman, that shit. So I have that. I have a little V there that's all yeah. like ripped up. I don't give a shit. I like it. It's comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and like when I was a lot younger, it was kind of impressed onto me that like clothing needed to match. Oh, yeah. And then that age old shit, like one of my grandmothers was still very much like me as like a 10 year old. And she'd be like, it's after Labor Day. Why are you wearing white? Yeah. Like, bitch, I-, I was about to say something about that. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other one that I was thinking about the other day? Uh, matching was one that is yeah. definitely was definitely a problem. Like colors have to go together. And like, sure, for a design, yes. Um, but it, if I want to wear brightly colored clothes that clash while well, I'm a walk that's, around with a damn hand, highlighter. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I remember cause I used to wear like in elementary school, my favorite outfit was, uh, I had a pair of like bright pink sweatpants yeah. that were super comfy and I had like six Favre jerseys. Brett Favre jerseys um <laughs> I really wasn't a fan of football even then but the jersey was so comfortable I wore I just wore a different jersey every day and just for anybody who doesn't know uh the Packers color scheme is predominantly green with yes. yellow highlighting green and yellow green and yellow, green and yellow plus with hot the pink. bright bright hot pink um so I uh I remember my aunt yelling at me a lot for like what the fuck are you wearing and I'm like "Eh, it's comfy (laughs) yeah yeah so um yeah so yeah you don't have to wear what's fashionable either right um like if you have if your clothing closet is literally just the same shorts and five different colors and the same shirt maybe all even in the same color mm -hmm. who cares you you right. own a washer, right? Like you wash your clothes. Like nobody nobody cares. Yeah, be comfortable. 
90% of the time you're going to see me in me undies sweatpants and either a me undies shirt or um one of my shirts that I designed. Yeah. Because that's yeah. pretty much what I wear. Yeah. Um that's my closet and I am very happy with it. Um yeah. So that was another thing is like things that incorporate special interests and stuff. I love wearing graphic tees. Yeah. Um it's one of those I I think I've always liked because I'm shy, I try mm-hmm. to put a lot of like my personality on my on sleeve the shirt kind of thing. Like kind I put it on me. You. Yeah. you know, like even like my arm, like yeah. my tattoos are even just like they're it's I like when people say like, oh, I love your tattoo because I can be like, oh, like you I then share I have this a thing interest. to talk about with you, yeah. you know. So like that was that's a big thing for me is wearing like graphic tees and stuff because right like to me it's like a signal like I, I'm sending up a snow- smoke signal for all of the me's. <laughs> well because I had a lot of uh, human rights shirts so I had the ones that would say like love is love or freedom of love or you mm-hmm. know what or human rights ga- whatever like I had a Black Lives Matter that was well it said. I think it said together we rise and had like the three different fists on it and everything. Yeah. Because I like, I don't want you to fucking talk to me if you don't think people should be like, like if you don't think there's a problem, because we're just going to clash on so many things. Yeah. So, Um, but anyways, moving on from clothing, other ways we can unmask. Yes. uh, We can avoid eye contact that feels uncomfortable. That is a large, large one that I've been doing where I will just solidly like, I'll meet, like, I'll meet, make sure that you're watching, like, listening to me, but then I'm not looking. And that's been insanely just relieving. Yeah. Not um, no, I, someone's eyes. I've been finding that too. I, um, I have found because people are very much, uh, weird about the eye contact, yes. contact thing. Um, like professionally a lot of people get really bothered if you don't make eye contact um so like with those types of things I will tell people hey I have a hard a hard time concentrating on what I'm saying when I'm looking at you I'm gonna do something with my hands while I'm talking because then I can concentrate better right um right so like that's one of those things where I tell people this is the accommodation that I'm going to have yeah. And if you don't like it, then we're not going to work together basically. No. Um exactly. You know, I even cool. like I went out to I went out to eat the other day with a friend I hadn't seen in years and one of the first things I said is I'm like I just want you to know I'm going to be looking around a lot but I am listening. Yeah. <laughs> like that, this helps. <laughs> that ties in exactly to the next one which is giving yourself permission to be blunt and direct. Yes. Just communicate. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean be an asshole. No, no, that is not ju- like, don't I see that happen a lot where people are like, I'm just blunt. And I'm like, no, you're being an asshole. Yeah. Just because you're being, you can be blunt and straightforward and still be respectful. Yes. Um, And if you struggle to find words for that, there's things like goblin tools. If they'd like to sponsor me, that'd be great. <laughs> when someone contact goblin tools. Um, but you can use the uh, goblin tools, like uh, I don't remember what it's called, the Formalizer. translator thing. Judge. Or, 
formalizer yeah so you can use the formalizer to like put in what you exactly what you're thinking whatever blunt thing that you want to tell someone put it in there and then you just change the settings to whatever you want it to be and then it will translate it to something that's respectful (laughs) and if you if you want to understand why that's respectful you can put it in the judge and the judge will explain it to you um so like I would like to make that a big thing just because (laughs) you are blunt and direct doesn't mean you have to be an asshole you still need to be respectful this is the most important morsel the most important of the entire episode today (laughs) um but yeah like being being like direct is one thing that I've started to really like doing um it helps me with my unmasking a lot too Mm -hmm. like I said I can be like or if someone's talking to me I need to do something with my hands yeah and I so I can keep myself thinking and so like when people are telling me something I'll be like hey keep talking I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing this so I can listen better um and people are really like cool with that um yeah because then they're not automatically assuming you're being disrespectful not listening you've explained and they're like oh okay yeah I um I would like to say if anybody has some ideas for uh, how to handle this this uh, type of stuff with uh, police officers, I Ooh. I would I would like some advice. Oh, that's um, a good one. I because of actually because of my issues with eye contact, um, and a lot of the problem with my eye contact, I've gotten trauma from because. Uh, my egg donor used to like I would tell her the truth about but something. you looking away makes her think you're lying yeah automatically that was a lie and so I could never tell like in my head I could never tell the truth okay so like I had a really hard time or I have a really hard time with police officers because they are another authority figure mm-hmm. where I'm like I I I actually am terrified of getting pulled over by police mm-hmm. because I can't stop myself like I can't mask at that point because I'm so anxious about them being there mm-hmm. that I lose my ability to mask right. <laughs> almost completely and so I can't look them in the eye I I'm constantly like aware of my hands I can't make words um I wonder if we could make you up a little card I was kind of thinking of making like a little card that I can like like, hey my name is Stephanie and I am autistic these are the ways I cope yeah um that might be an idea it's Mm -hmm. because yeah and like I know that cops are supposed to be there to protect us and I think that there are good cops out there yes there's also bad cops indeed um, and, bo- and it doesn't help that the entire system is corrupt as well. Correct. Um, and these bad cops are what I'm afraid of. I've run yeah. into some shitty cops that treated me really shitty. Yeah. And it was all because of the way I coped, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I am not lucky enough to be super hot. So the crying thing works oh. backwards for me. 
<laughs> if I start crying and I, and I've never, I would never cry in front of a cop on purpose, like yeah. to try to get out of a ticket. But, but you're but just like, so stressed that tears. I got, I get so like stressed and upset and I'm usually upset at myself for doing something that got me pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I just did this. Right. Um, and so like, it's uh, like, I lost my, I lost tra- track of what I was saying. Oh, because you're uh, so stressed. Yeah. I'm so like, yeah. You're I, crying I just, anyways. So, I get so stressed. I start crying and then they think I'm trying to get out of the ticket where really I'm just stressed. Oh, <laughs> I'm just so anxious. <laughs> um, So like, yeah, I haven't figured out how to handle when I get pulled over by cops. Uh, I use my cruise control a lot for this reason i am a wonderful driver (laughs) because i don't want to get pulled over (laughs) exactly exactly um when i need to be at least i can be a shitty driver also (laughs) but (laughs) anyways we'll move down the list instead of incriminate ourselves now yeah um we're not gonna over apologize for being ourselves that is a giant way of unmasking it's just stop with the Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, don't apologize for yourself. I'm like yep. preaching to myself. I'm looking at my face in the Zoom right now. Like, <laughs> don't apologize for yourself. Uh, no, I've been trying to get better actually at uh telling people you don't have to apologize. Yeah. Um, stop saying sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, because I know I'm one of those people that says I'm sorry a lot. Uh, yeah. especially Ope, sorry. Um, oh, sorry. Ope, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Um, I'm just going to scooch right behind you there. Uh, Marcia said, sorry, every oh. time. And I loved it. So <laughs> and I almost didn't catch it. Just this little side note here. She had said like a sentence and like so fluidly, so quickly, I didn't even almost hear it. She said A at the end of the sentence. I was like, it's real. <laughs> I love her. Me too. I think we need to get her on here at some point. I think we should. We need to get back to interviewing people. Yes. Um, okay. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> but so yeah. don't apologize for being yourself. Yes. And yeah. So I have a hard time with apologizing to myself a lot. So I've started to. Because I know what a struggle it is, I tell other people, you don't need to apologize. In hopes Um, that it'll... Eventually, it might stick with me, and hopefully it helps those people to not over-apologize anymore. Right. Um, Uh, We can also, let's see, respond genuinely to a question instead of overthinking what the correct response should be. Yes. Uh, Excuse me. That is definitely a big thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i don't have as much issues with it as i used to um i think enough therapy i've learned enough coping mechanisms right i've told myself (laughs) i've told myself to uh stop overthinking enough times and why (laughs) asking myself why are you thinking this far into it just answer the question Right. Um, you know, I, I, I eventually kick, kick, kick this one, 
but uh yeah it is it is an issue Um, what about explaining to others when you need to leave a social situation like with no shame like like being able to leave without feeling like you will be there still struggle with this yeah um so one of the big one of the things is so like I used to just push myself through shit. Yeah. Just to to avoid having to like disappoint someone. Right. You know. Um and then it became like um like I could not handle it anymore mm-hmm. and I would fake I would not fake. I would get sick. Um okay. Yeah. My brain would say oh you're not gonna leave unless you're sick and so it would make me sick (laughs) okay yeah like I would get like I would feel physically ill yeah and it was I was so like my my brain wanted to get out of there so badly that it was like fine pretend you're sick (laughs) be sick be sick (laughs) um so like that is definitely one that like it it can be really damaging to people right Right. um and like it's really hard because you sometimes also get FOMO yeah but um that's why I've also learned to just do less things yeah so now like and you don't have to do all COVID helped a lot um because I learned that I could just pick and choose which things I do um and at the time, I was able to just be like, oh, that seems like it would be too dangerous with the COVID. Or like, I'm supposed to see my parents next week. So right. with the, right. COVID, like, the COVID, like, <laughs> like it felt better for a while to just be able to blame COVID. Right. Um, but now I could just be like, no, yeah. I'm I'm not going to come. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll say it nice, but like. I, I don't want to do You're that. good about just like saying, not taking stuff on, not yeah. saying yes. So I only anything. do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that, uh, that's gotten better, mm-hmm. but it's still really hard to just be like, nope, I'm leaving. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, if I'm doing less things, then I can spend more time at the things that I do. Right. So that helps. This one kind of ties into, I mean, it's not like it's redundant, but it all, you know, relates like letting your body move naturally instead of trying to match what others do, Mm -hmm. doing things that make you comfortable, even if they're considered awkward, Mm -hmm. Uh, tell others about your sensory needs. A lot of people who know me will grab me a plastic plate and utensil if they have it. (laughs) Because they know I cannot do metal on ceramic or porcelain or whatever the hell. Yep. So yeah. Unless, unless they're like me and they forget those things and until you come back again. And then luckily I have a husband that remembers these things. Well, and because also too, if you hand me like metal, I'll be like, do you have something plastic? And yeah. now that I camp out of my car, like I know I have stuff worst case. Yep. Um get a lot of use out of the harry potter plates now <laughs> indeed <laughs> um so ultimately like this all falls down to being the same person you are alone with others yes 
also taking up space ah be loud take up space yes like that is a legit thing like i i am a big person mm-hmm. and especially because i'm a big person i have especially learned to mask in situations where big people don't fit mm. um so i have had to like the amount of times that i have sat uncomfortable super uncomfortably like on a plane because <laughs> i i was doing one of these things and like squeezing myself oh. together where the skinny skinny white guy next to me who needed half his fucking seat was doing one of these things with his yeah. arms all the way out he had his arm in my ribs <laughs> and i was too much of a fucking wimp to just be like no i'm taking up the space yeah yeah um that's been a hard that's one i'm still working on yeah um, you're 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 really good at that um thank like, you yeah and and like that's a that's a compliment okay like um what did i when you when you uh oh meg oh, spread you meg spread oh meg spread oh fuck yes <laughs> i am not i'll sit cro- i'll cross my legs if that's what feels comfortable at that point but i'm gonna be sprawling all over whatever i can yeah um no that like the first time we hung out like that was one of the things that i i remember the most is that yeah you you meg spread and I, i'm I like man like they really take like are willing to take up the space like the space you deserve Yes. Like, it's not like you're taking up extra. You're right. taking up your space. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's been a, a long time practiced. So yeah. Well, you've done really well with it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So we've gone through many, many, many examples of unmasking. So I think it's about time we take a break and listen to a message from one of our sponsors. Do you want to start a grooming business but don't know where to start? Or is your business struggling and in need of a facelift but you don't know how to fix it? Enter Amanda with Positive Approach Coaching. She can either help you build your business from scratch or help you transform your current business through one-on-one coaching. Whatever your goals, she is there to support you along the way. Reach out to her today by messaging Positive Approach Coaching on Facebook. Please note, positive is spelled P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E. And we're back. (laughs) So, um, as you guys have come to know, we usually have a Stephanie's rabbit hole to explore And we're going to talk about some different ways we can unmask, not necessarily the examples of unmasking, but kind of more the process behind it. So, uh, Stephanie, take it away. All right. So, first of all, while you were talking, I uh, thought of another uh, stim that I do that I do openly uh, is is my happy wiggles. Oh, yes. (laughs) I do that almost every time I eat. Huh? (laughs) I do it almost every time I eat. I'm just like... eating i'm like "Mm, food (laughs) uh which is great everybody's actually everybody anybody who's noticed it actually has started to like think it's adorable oh yeah no people think it's cute like oh i'm like oh i'm cute (laughs) for once in my life i'm cute (laughs) so um i just got distracted because i was doing a happy dance oh no Uh, worries 
and it thought I thought of it so um talking about how we can unmask yes um I actually so I have a class about building systems Mm -hmm. um which is for neurodivergent people to help them live life comfortably right and my process of doing that is basically the same process that I use for unmasking yeah if you think about it building systems is is in a way unmasking okay um you're saying okay everybody else's system (laughs) you know that they use doesn't work for me right so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my own system yeah um and so I'll go over the steps um that we use (laughs) um so the first one is uh recognizing the struggle exists or recognizing that you're masking something Right. right um so you know in in my system building process it's you know oh I'm having a hard time with this right you know but this can be also like I really really you know like with with eye contact like you realize I hate making eye contact yeah and you might not realize how much you hated until you start not doing it yeah and you and you might not even realize like that you were and that's the thing is like you have to it it's part of part of the the process is figuring that out yeah and so saying like you know a lot of times what I'll do is I'll see, you know, someone talk about something on TikTok. So someone talked about um, eye contact yeah. on TikTok. And I went, I don't think I've had a problem with eye contact. <laughs> um, and that's when I go into the second step, which is soul searching. Um, so soul searching is basically like really looking back and like thinking about what um like what your past tra- what past traumas may have caused you right stop doing that and like realizing it's it's like really just like going back and thinking about like oh yeah I did have this struggle and then I started doing this and you're like okay this is the the coping mechanism that I ended yeah. up having was yeah. this masking and right. so you're kind of you have to kind of break it down first. Yeah. So like kind of like you if you wanted to like build a house where there was already a broken down house. Right. You got to take the house down first. Yeah, you can't just <laughs> and start from top. you got to start back at the basics. So you have to deconstruct that masking that you were doing mm-hmm. that caused you and and why it caused you to mask that way. Right. Um, you know, figuring out what trauma it was that yeah. did that to you, whether it be one instance thing or a constant barragement of it. Like, right. you know, it might have been for someone, it might have been just like a couple teachers like yelled at them for not uh making eye contact, where, you know, like me, I would literally get grounded for lying when I wasn't. Like right. <laughs> um you know, and it could be, you know, it could have been beaten for making eye contact. Like yeah. there's a whole yeah. range of people and all of that trauma is valid. Yes. <laughs> um, but you have to kind of break down that 
you have to break down the ruins to start back over. And so right. you got to do that soul searching and it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I, I know, especially in the, the witchy community, they call mm-hmm. it um, shadow work. Shadow work. Yep. Um, I just called it soul searching because that's what makes sense. That what works for my brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've spent, I've had to spend a lot of time deconstructing my past to try to figure out how to fix my future, you know? Um, so that's going to be one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, the next step is naming the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it's naming the, um, like the, the masking. Yeah. N- naming the mask, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um so like yeah just kind of having a name for it there is um actual research out there that shows that when we have a label for things it's easier for us to understand um yeah. especially verbal learners are they really need to have that word um so like it, you need to have a tangible thing to be like this is the this is the mask that I'm trying to get rid of right um and like yes it might have like some gray area around it but you need to have something tangible there right. um so naming naming your mask um identifying what's holding you back again that's thinking about that um you know what trauma it was and what social norms have right. told you um you know in when i'm we're building systems a lot of times we're trying to like it's to build systems for organization and like the way the rest of the world organizes doesn't make sense to your brain yeah so like you need to see why like what about that is holding you back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then and then and then and then then, um and then you need to blow up the (laughs) rules (laughs) blow up the rules so all those things that that little box of social norms that is holding you back just blow it the fuck up um maybe before you blow it up just take out anything that uh, keep anything that that might get you you or someone else hurt yeah or be illegal just for legal reasons we don't condone illegal activities here (laughs) we do not condone illegal activities um but yeah uh, other than things that will hurt people, including yourself, right, or animals, um, yes. or um, bring harm maybe, onto no living thing. Yes, no harm, and don't break laws. Yes, and don't break laws. So, um, outside of those things, mm-hmm. blow up the rest of the rules because it doesn't matter. <laughs> blow up the rules with conditions. <laughs> yes, and this is another thing too where. Like your blow up the rules can also depend on the situation too. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously those two rules that we talked about should stay there all the time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, but outside of that, you know, it might be like, you know, with doctors, I tend to mask a little bit more because they won't take they tend to not take me seriously. Right. Um, or, you know, in a professional situation there might be some things that you want to keep in there um if you're traveling um and you're going to be in a cult a different culture yeah then you know you might want to like 
you know, even when I went to Scotland, we looked up like cultural things that we had to know about. So like their tipping is different. Like all those things are like things that we wanted to make sure we were doing, even though it was still masking, but it was more of a respectful mask. Like I respect your culture. There you go. Hold on. Okay, speak. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. I don't know what just happened, but I heard like respecting culture. Okay. Well, you want to respect culture. Yes. Um, So yeah, just like, you know, there's things that you can, that you might, you know, little rules that you might still keep. Right. And so it should really depend on the situation and you can keep as many as you think you need um but for the most part you're blowing up the fucking rules because the rules don't matter exactly (laughs) um and then you're gonna make your own rules so Mm -hmm. you might have those rules that you kept that are social norms that you you think should still be respected right um and so you keep those um and then you can make your own rules about how you want to live your life in the world like Um, if i see something rainbow my rule is to buy it (laughs) (laughs) i joke but i'm pretty damn serious so yeah (laughs) um but yeah so making your own rules and then you're gonna form a system on your terms Mm -hmm. so this is form your mask i guess your unmasked mask I guess, on your terms. Right. Um, and then you need to do a trial run and tweak yes. the plan. Yes. Um, because sometimes the first way you do do it, you just it doesn't work for you. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't yeah. produce the results you're looking for. Yeah. Maybe, you know, whatever tweaks, maybe there's maybe maybe one of the rules that you kept or maybe one of the rules that you blew up is is actually something you want to keep. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So again like this is a process so you you are gonna it's unfortunately trial by fire (laughs) right you gotta just kind of try it um but just do it in little bits that's why it's you don't have to just rip off you're not ripping off your mask right um so take it in little little pieces even if it's just hey i want to unmask in front of this friend yeah um you know, I've started doing that more because I have always been like a very like private person. Right. Um, I never learned to talk about my feelings. I had mm-hmm. to compartment compartmentalize mine. There you go. Yep. Um, while taking in everybody else's, um, yeah. because I basically was an adult at like seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe now, but I wasn't, I was like, I was literally caring for my sister at like seven. Yeah. Um, and so like, um, it's, it words. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was basically saying like, it's a process and like, yeah. you got to kind of trust the process, do it in little bits. Like if you take it in little bite-sized pieces, it's a lot easier 
Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, I was talking about like friends. Like I've been picking because yeah. I did learn to not talk about my feelings a lot. I got pretty good at un- unmasking with my husband. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to start doing it with my friends. Um, come in, Meg. Um, <laughs> Meg was actually one of the first ones because you kind of came into my life just at the right moment where oh, nice. I could be unmasked in front of you basically from the beginning. Like, it wasn't and like that's a, why I don't know of any different because yeah, so it, it wasn't like there wasn't it was the a aquarium yeah the aquarium in Atlanta when you yeah. saw me also geeking out you're like yeah um <laughs> and so like you kind of were like my little stepping stone of like Aww. oh like yeah. I can be open with my friends and so yeah. then like um after a while I started adding in more friends where mm-hmm. I'm like okay this mm-hmm. is I'm gonna concentrate on this friend right you now um and like it's picking certain friends like that I want to be extra close with mm-hmm. and like really working on that um yeah and trying to be more open with them and it is a little harder with some of the ones that you've known for a while like right um those are the ones where I feel like I explain myself a lot more yeah um where like random strangers I don't explain things as much yeah but, like I will, you know, with my friends, I try to be more like, I'm telling you this because it's so new, you know, like they're not used to me being like this. So I'll be like, hey, I'm telling you this because I'm trying to get better at this. Um, But I'm going to do, you know, this is how I feel or whatever. Um, And it's, if you, each time I do this with a friend too, I will literally reach out and I actually... And one of the things that we have up here is my book recommendation. I send this book. I, when I decide on a friend, I want to open up to more. I send this book to them and say, Hey, I would really appreciate it if you would read this because I am in the process of unmasking my autism. Right. And I think this will help you understand what I'm going through a little more so that I, we can be on a better level communicating. Um, and each time they're like, cool, thank you for like opening up to me. And it's been like really helpful to like get that going. It's still a slow process because like we're still kind of I still feel like I'm kind of doing that little dance of like I don't I don't want to come on too strong, but like also I don't want to be too like reserved. Yeah. And so like I it's still practice, but like each friend I, I do this with, like, I just keep adding one more person. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm going to concentrate on you right now. <laughs> you are the flower that I will nourish. Yeah. Basically. That's a, oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, but yes. So the book recommendation. Yes. Tell us about the book. Um, it's called Unmasking Autism, The Power of Embracing Our Hidden Neurodiversity. Mm-hmm. And it's by Dr. Devon, Devon Price. Mm-hmm. Um a trans man who is autistic and ADHD. Okay. Um, and I mentioned that he's a trans man because they do talk about, he does talk about it a lot right. um, in relation to this, because that was a lot of the unmasking process as well. Um, so if you are also trans, it might be even more helpful for you. Um and when I say you, I mean listeners. <laughs> oh, I lost. 
Meg. Oh, there we go. You oh, froze I'm here. for a second. No, no worries. I'm here. <laughs> All right. I'm listening raptly. <laughs> um, and it's a really good book. This is the yeah. like I said, I send this each little friend that I decide I want to open up to. Um, I've started sending them this book and explaining like I this explains a lot of what I'm going through so right. that you can understand what I'm going through and then we can have better communication about yeah. it. Yeah. Um and it's it's really great like listen to it yourself too obviously mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really helps to like listen to his um ways of doing things and and how it's changed his life and he talks about like the the struggles but also the like um you know, it talks about all the ups and downs and stuff like that. And it's it's a really good read. So I suggest okay. that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, like it's another, it is one where it's a good one to send to people if you want them to understand what you're going through. So. Right. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. Then I think that means oh. that we can go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. I did have one more part. Um, okay. Okay. With that uh dr price does talk about um their way or his way of doing unmasking like process is more of think back to your childhood to five different memories that stand out okay and then break that down basically to why did they stand out what kind of trauma was it causing and what, um, like, what is your, what is it that you were masking, basically? Right. So it's kind of along the same lines, but it is kind of a cool idea of just being like, okay, these five memories stand out. So let's break them down, you know? Right. <clears throat> um, And you can do that with your therapist if you have one, because mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. that helps. I've definitely been like, okay, I know I'm masking for this situation. Right. How do I fix it? And we talk about it and we break it down and figure it, you know, we go through the same process. Um, listen, most of the stuff that I have, I talk about in my classes is stuff that I learned from my therapist. So oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after this log of going to the same therapist, I, I, I can basically like quote her verbatim in most situations <laughs> um I like sometimes I'll have a problem and I have a therapy session in my head with her because I just know what she's gonna say um <laughs> right right so, well that's good though yeah and I don't have the PDA that I have with other people right um, and when I say PDA I mean the pathological we're not talking public avoidance. displays of affection it's yeah <laughs> um but I have pathological demand avoidance where like some people um, like my husband will tell me, you know, give me good advice, great advice. And I can recognize it's great advice. Yeah. But I still can't listen to it. Yeah. Whenever it comes to business stuff, I ask, I usually ask you and him uh, if you have like really like solid advice then I usually would go with you um but like if you're like well maybe that you know if you're not sure yeah. then 
he will he will sometimes give me the best advice ever. I end up messaging Mary every single time still. And Mary tells me the exact same thing that John does. And I'm like, yeah, that works. Oh, my God. I don't know why. That's funny. <laughs> but thank God for Mary. Right? Oh, my God. What would I try Mary not do? to use that too often, but like. <laughs> WWMD, what would Mary do? What would Mary do? Um, but yeah, uh, I've gotten gotten to know my therapist so well that I can just have a therapy session in my head with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good value there. That's some good. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. what's that word? ROI. That's some good return on investment right there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, let's go ahead and take our last break. Listen to our last message from our last sponsor. Yep. The Meditative Groomer Academy is an innovative school that embodies a new approach to train the next generation of pet groomers. They strive to achieve optimal inclusivity and specialize in neurodiverse learners by offering an array of learning styles and personalized instruction with small class sizes. Whether you want to become a bather, a groomer's assistant, a groomer, or a stylist, the Meditative Groomer Academy has a program for you. For more detailed information on what is included in these programs and how to apply, please visit www.meditativegroomer.com. And we're back. I'm back. I'm an adult. (laughs) Totally. Totally. If you want to know why Stephanie is such an adult, you'll have to watch this on YouTube. And look for the last commercial break where we are mum, but still you can see us and see what we're doing. <laughs> and some of us were being goofy. I sure was. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. This is what happens when you have to be an adult at seven. Right. When you're 33 years old, you forget about being an adult. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, been there, done that. <laughs> I um, did that. I, I, I'm going to, I'm I'm just going to go back. I missed that childhood thing. Right? So. Right. <laughs> But no, so this last section, we're going to talk about some really good like steps and tips for unmasking. Um, So I can kind of, I can say one and then I feel like you will have commentary. Oh, I'm sure I will. (laughs) I'm sure you will too. Uh, So first, like you've mentioned already, start when you're ready and go at your own pace. Uh, If you're in any kind of unsafe work or living situation, keep that mask up for your protection. Or it's not a race just... it's a marathon there you Sorry. go <laughs> if we ever have any question about our safety at any time we can always put the mask back on however i will say it is not as easy as flipping a light switch mm-hmm. um, and aside from your personal safety you just may not feel ready to deal with all of the emotional and mental work involved in unmasking because it's not like stephanie said you don't just wake up and like huh i'm unmasked today yeah there's work there is um i had a thing i was about to add into that oh um <laughs> go at your own pace uh, <laughs> sorry safety yeah uh with or personal safety scared. like oh you were saying like it's a lot harder to put the mask back on oh, um yeah. <clears throat> and like yeah and especially uh, depending on how deep that trauma is it can be mm-hmm. really hard once you unmask too 
put the mask back on yeah um so you know definitely when you're thinking about these things try to evaluate the safety ahead of time if you can um but yeah and also i forgot to mention earlier Mm -hmm. another thing that happens that tends to happen with people who mask um especially for uh big t is it big t trauma yeah, for like those are big T is what they considered the large one off events. Oh, no, I think it's uh, little T trauma is more yeah, like little the chronic T trauma. Was like the death by paper cuts was the example. Yeah. So, like, people who have had a lot of chronic trauma will sometimes also have dissociative issues at that point, too. Oh, that's right. Um, we said acute trauma and chronic trauma. Yeah. Um, and so like the dissociation is really hard to combat um i dissociate i spent most of my 20s dissociating but now i don't dissociate very often but when i do um i don't always notice it until after the fact yeah like i can't catch myself so i like certain things like going to the grocery store i dissociate completely for that and i can't control it yeah um I don't know why. I haven't figured it out yet. I guess I need to do more shadow work on it. <laughs> um, but just remember, yeah, take your time. It's going to be, especially if you have a lot of chronic trauma, it's yeah. going to be some time to work through. Yeah. <clears throat> so the next thing is masking doesn't mean you're being fake. Exactly. Whatever the reason, remember that choosing not to unmask right now does not mean you're being fake. It just means that you're doing your best to protect yourself in a society that wasn't built for you. Yes. Um, I mean, we've talked about, and I've talked about in the past, uh, about how our brains are closer to the hunter-gatherers um, than, like, industrial brains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and brains now like neurotypical brains um so like there we go you're back you can't hear me now i do okay okay at a moment all right so industrial brains versus hunter-gatherer brains yeah the hunter-gatherer brains i mean we tend to be it's we tend to be more in in that fight or flight that trauma response um so like it is even if it doesn't seem like you're protecting yourself for like a good reason your brain thinks you are yeah like you can rationally be like it's really dumb that I'm masking this because I shouldn't have to mask it. But like your right. brain, your logical brain and the the primitive brain that's like controlling yeah. things are very different things. Yes. <laughs> so always keep in mind that like it it's literally your your brain and your body is like when you go into a trauma response is your brain and your body are going into basically automatic. um you're not fully in control right um and you can try to learn to gain control but like we said it takes time with this unmasking 
Right. So, you know, do what works best for you. <laughs> Which I think is the main thing that we've been talking about the whole time. Well, yes. Like, do what works for you. <laughs> exactly. And in the meantime, reach out for support and be gentle with yourself. There will be days when unmasking feels beautiful and easy. And there will be days when it all just feels like too much. Mm-hmm. On those days, that's when you need to be especially gentle with yourself. Care for yourself however you need to and try listening to your body to help you understand what might help you. Practice getting good at self-care, but also have loved ones you can turn to when unmasking your autism or your neurodiversity uh, just feels like too much. Above all else, remember that you are never alone in your unmasking experience because we are all in this together um, and together we're stronger. And that's why we have our Facebook support group. You can always message one of us. Um, or post in there and uh yeah um yeah and um I think one of the biggest things especially as you're unmasking you really need to learn to be gentle with yourself because Mm -hmm. this whole process is going to be like I said trial by fire it's trial and error right you're you're gonna fail sometimes yeah and we live in a culture that doesn't allow for failure anymore. Right. And so, like, you know, in society. Yeah. Um, but failure is how you grow. Failure yeah. is you can't you can't be better if you don't make mistakes. Right. Because that's how you learn. You'll so learn. your only real failure is a mistake you didn't learn something from. Yes. Um, so wise you know, words of wisdom with Meg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but when you try and, you know, just like I say, like with my systems, like if you try a new system or if you try a new mask um, or unmask, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's OK to fail. Like, yeah. it's not going to be the end of the world. And like it's gonna you're gonna make it it's just it sucks in the moment though like what brings (laughs) through my head now in stephanie's voice is what is the worst thing that will actually happen from this (laughs) that's another one from my therapist that i like to repeat a lot um what's the worst that could happen yeah um and like legitimately think about that like really take a step back and think what is the worst that could happen most of the time people will think you're weird and that's about the worst that can happen right (laughs) and that's not like on the same level as armageddon even if your brain is telling you so yes but also too remember that not everybody is going to accept the unmasked you and that's okay unmasking is oop i think you're frozen so i'm gonna wait a second okay (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what keeps happening the wi-fi is solid i don't know either we'll get the hang of this eventually eventually we're here <laughs> for the ride yeah um, so i had said remember not everyone is going to accept the unmask you and that's okay unmasking is kind of like minimalism as you unmask it gets a lot easier to see who is genuinely with you and who isn't much less bullshit because unmasking typically repels all the people who only want the mask you it forces you to be yourself which then leaves you no choice but to surround yourself with those who fully accept and love you for your authentic self and let me tell you that's awesome um 
Don't focus on all the people who judge you or try to make you feel less than Mm -hmm. those people aren't your people because of your unmasking. They've shown you, they don't appreciate your authentic self. You only deserve the people who will. And the more quickly you can forget about those who don't, the faster you'll find those people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I cut out a lot of people from my life. Yeah. Um, including family, um, like an entire side of my family, basically. Yeah. Um, because they didn't want the unmasked me and, you know, kind of sucked in the moment, It, you know, realizing that they didn't want the authentic me. Right. But I also have an entire other side of my family and like, Mm -hmm. I have John's whole family and I have Mm -hmm. my family that I've chosen with my friends right like right I'm not I'm not low on people so exactly exactly um you know why have that negativity in your life when you have plenty of other positivity you know yeah um and if you feel really alone right now um there there are probably a lot more people who care about you than you think right um and sometimes it's just a matter of reaching out it's another thing yeah. is with masking i was also one of my masks was one of my masking things is not asking for help you know uh, um yeah and so it was it's really hard for me to ask for help but you know learning to ask like ask one person for help one person who you feel really close to Right. Or one person who, I mean, you could reach out to either one of us, even like, right, we'll listen. We'll, um, listen. we'll at least listen. I mean, yeah. yeah, we can't, you know, solve all the problems in the world or in no. your world, even. But if I have uh, it, as much I as we'd like to, it. but we're, we're here to listen. So I'm good at um, seeing both. I'm, oh, what's that word? I'm good at being objective. I'm good at seeing yeah. both sides. Yep. Because I've played out both sides in my head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I'm really good at uh, just repeating what my therapist tells me. <laughs> I mean, it works. It works. And so we all can you'll, benefit. You'll get a lot of, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You'll get a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of, uh, well, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Um, and yeah fuck it <laughs> yes she says that a lot too uh yeah. she's a great therapist in case anybody was wondering. I love her love that's why I've been with her for like 10 plus years <laughs> that's awesome so. so our next tip is going to be be thankful for every part of your unmasking journey mm-hmm. because unmasking is a process that unfortunately not every neurodivergent person will get to experience mm-hmm. it can be quite exhausting at times but at least you are able to unmask it all. Uh, Sadly, some people live their entire lives never knowing why they felt so different. Like especially older generations where none of this stuff was like known about or talked about. You know, many just accepted the heavy burden of masking as a part of normal adult life, never realizing that a lot of others around them also aren't experiencing the same thing. Yeah. You know, most never see the weight of the burden they carry. But now, like if you knew nothing about it before, before this episode, 
now you know that life doesn't have to feel so hard after all, and you can stop guilting yourself for not being able to live up to your neurotypical expectations. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much to say after that. You, that That's okay. Well done. So, that was very well done. Thank you. <laughs> what we can do, we can do creative activities that bring you more in touch with your authentic self. Yes. Okay. Yes. So doing activities that fuel your creativity is an amazing way to get back in touch with the real you. Maybe you like painting, playing music, cooking, drawing pet portraits. Um, When you're doing these activities, completely toss aside any ideas you have about what the things you create are supposed to look like. Your creativity is completely up to you and it isn't about fitting any certain mold. You have to give yourself permission to fail. Be messy. There's only one way to get better, and that's keep creating and never give up. Yep. Um, yeah. So, actually, the one of the things that really got me was um, got me started was actually in 2020 when we went into lockdown, and we were closed down for six weeks. And at the time, I was grooming, so. Grooming was closed down for six weeks. I had no job to do. Right. Like, I didn't have the school even, like, the school wasn't even on on my mind at that moment. Yeah. Like, other than one day I'd like to have a school. (laughs) Um, Like, that was as far as it went. So I didn't have any other job to do. Right. And I was so bored. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. All of a sudden I had this time. I didn't have to go out and be with people. Mm-hmm. I had energy mm-hmm. because I didn't have to waste it on everything else living. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and I got myself, I was so bored. And finally I pulled out paints and I started, well, it started with, I painted all of my walls uh, yeah. in my house just to get it done. Um, and then I was still bored, so I pulled out all of my old paints from when I used to paint miniature models for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. games, and I painted all of my light switches, like all of my light switch covers. Yeah, I painted them in my house. Uh, I actually brought all of them with me to the new house. So if you walk around my house, you'll see random light switches that are painted. Um, Love it. And so I painted all the light switches and then I'm like, "Mm, I still have time. So I painted murals. I did like four murals in my house. Yeah. Um, Like I just went nuts painting just anything I could get my fucking hands on. Yep. Um, And like that really helped to spark some creativity and get going on like this learning my authentic self. Um, And at the same time, I also got more in because all we could do when we went out was really go out in nature. So yeah. I started getting more into that's when I started getting more into learning uh, how to forage. Yeah. Um, which I had done a little bit when I was younger, but I hadn't gotten as into it because, you know, life. Um, life. Mm-hmm. But I started learning and I was like, fuck, this is awesome. And like, yeah, yeah I like it really brought out more of what, who I was. Um, yeah. 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 And then uh, one other thing I was going to say is uh, also try to allow yourself 
to indulge your inner child. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like, first of all, this this isn't kink related, but I would like to explain that. Um, so like a lot of times you see in like kink, there is the um the people who like it's like the dad and child or mom and child mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um it's and people, not always a sex thing though. That's the thing is like most of the time it's not a sex thing. Yeah. I've done a lot of research into these things. I find I find the cult like culture yeah. of kink super interesting because it usually has something to do with psychology. Um and that's the thing is a lot of these people who get into this kink they've learned that indulging their inner child by playing this or you know indulging their like inner caretaker you know like a lot of times so like there's like the babies or the kids yeah and they're indulging their inner child and usually yeah there's very little actual sex related right um it's it's just like it's giving the responsibility to somebody else yep they're going here you take care of everything because and usually those people are people who they like me were an adult at a very young age mm-hmm. and they didn't they really never get got that. to have their full yeah. childhood and so it never they didn't know how to like they they never went through feeling those feelings of being right. a child right and so a lot of like i know i crave like just like hugs and like I don't like hugs normally but like especially like um when I'm feeling overstimulated like that's the first thing I want is like a big hug or like Mm -hmm. to wrap I you know I like wrapping myself up or something like that because like that was the closest I had to self-stimulation I mean that was my like self not stimulation Mm self-soothing was like even as a kid, like I would just like wrap myself up in a blanket, like a burrito. Right. Um, right. And so like a lot of these people who are in this kink community, actually there is a reason. And usually like the people who are like the adults in that dynamic, it's because they were usually more, um, uh, they were forced into the, usually like the one I think about is like daddies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they were forced into this like box of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and they're actually very sensitive people who just want to like pour their love into something basically. Right. Um and so that's why they they like taking into that caretaker position of like yep. yes, I'm going to be your everything. I'm going to take care of you. Yep. Like you are like you're safe I'm gonna keep you safe I'm your protector but like I'm also super I'm gonna be super gentle with you I'm gonna be sensitive with you right and that's right. a lot of times where that is is like it's not so much a sexual thing is right as it is I just need to have this time to let my inner child out yeah um and yeah so it it the reason I bring it up is like you don't necessarily have to go into kink to allow your inner child to come out. Things that you could do are like build a fort 
I like yeah. to build a fort once in a while. Yeah. Just like it's my little fort. I don't know. It just makes me happy. Um, right. but it it's just like indulging in your inner child. Um, do things, you know, play with a fucking kid's toy. Yeah. Kids' toys are awesome. Like, first of all. Um, like one of the things that I love to do, like when I'm feeling stressed, is to like during a time when the store is not super busy, mm-hmm. go to like fucking Target and check out all the goddamn toys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Push all the buttons and like I just like will be my like unmasked self just in there, like, oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little easier when there are children with you. Um oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But usually people don't care if an adult is in there just like pushing buttons and shit. Like, well, and honestly, that ties in well with the last tip, which is when you're ready, show off the unmasked you to the world. Yes. This is the hardest and scariest step, but it's also the most rewarding and liberating one, as you just described. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's okay if it takes you a while to get here. And if you're not even fully there in some aspects and maybe fully in others, Mm -hmm. um, when you have the courage to be nothing but yourself, both you and the world benefit so much from that. Just Mm -hmm. make sure you don't wait too long to do this because after all, YOLO. Yeah. You only have one life. Like, yeah. Um, And enjoy it. You know, start by showing off to your tribe. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of the issues with the world today is that we lost that community dynamic Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, it takes a village thing. Yes. Like it's, it's not, it, 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 it hasn't always been that like, it was a mom, dad and two kids. Right. Like, that's not how it's always been. It like for the longest time and you still see it in a lot of cultures um i think like italian um i see it in uh some hispanic cultures uh Mm -hmm. mexican comes to mind where they have like multiple generations of people living together and they take care of each other yeah um you know i always joke that i could never live with my father um but like I do crave that, like, that communityness, right? Of uh, you know, I always say I want to build a commune. I was literally going to be like, that's why we're doing a commune. Like, it was like I'm, I was, I had so like it was so great to have Meg and Joe here during oh. the summer. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. Oh. Um, but just even like, like, I didn't even need you to you guys to do anything, but just having you here. Yeah. Felt I felt like I had I I didn't feel like the whole weight of the world was on my shoulders. Oh. Like I yeah. do like sometimes like I you know when I'm by myself like oh and I like look at my house and I'm like it's so big and I have to take care of this whole thing like yeah. it's just me and John taking care of this whole thing. Aww. And it's like if I had more people here yeah. Like we could all you know that's how it's supposed to be <laughs> well i mean we are coming back yeah to um, the area so <laughs> we could possibly better. set up an arrangement again <laughs> but anytime okay. uh but yeah it is like 
reach out to your tribe because yeah. uh and if your tribe happens to be the facebook group that's totally fine yeah um, i'll be anybody's tribe. you don't have to do it alone either yeah um it's it's not all all for one and one for all or whatever we're here for you yes so well, now, with all that being said i think we've had a pretty fantastic discussion on what masking is what causes it the effects of it how to unmask examples of unmasking tips mm-hmm. and plenty of personal experience that we are still personally experiencing yes <laughs> <laughs> um what was i gonna say i i would like to apologize to anybody if we don't know obviously in this moment what the recording sounds like exactly with the little we had like three technical snafus and if i can excerpt them i will otherwise and my little lead it might be a little rough the lead and i record is also going to be like by the way yeah there might be a Um, couple little blips yeah but yeah just uh we're we're working on figuring out meg's wi-fi situation while they are on the road yeah <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're getting it we're getting we'll it. get there and we'll we'll once once you get the hang of it we can start working on yeah. doing more recordings yes um, but right now because of the sporadicness of it while you figure yeah. things out we'll it'll I'll be good in florida for sure because yeah. all the best house but anyways with all that being said thank you for being here with us today and yeah we can this concludes our episode for today thank you for joining us and check back in the group next week for our live stream where you can have your questions answered and discuss this episode with all of us have the day you deserve and thank you for existing bye Bye.